Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Well, welcome back to our study of the book of Proverbs. We have finally made it through the first three chapters. And in this lesson, what we're going to do is simply do a short summary or review of the first three chapters of Proverbs. But before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our dear God and Father, maker of the heavens and the earth, our Redeemer. We come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Our confidence to speak boldly before you is only because of what he did for us on Calvary. Father, we ask that your name would be hallowed, that your kingdom would come, and your will would be done, and that you, dear God, would give us the strength to labor, give us the gifts and the resources to labor for this cause. And for the cause of the gospel, that in this generation, every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth would hear a clear message of the redemption that you have provided in your son. Father, I pray especially for the young people who are listening and have listened over these many lessons. Father, please save them. Get great glory for yourself from them. Strengthen them with grace. They'd be conformed to the image of your son, that they would be useful servants. Oh, dear God, open up their eyes and their ears and their heart to know you. Oh, God, make something of them. Make something of them for your glory and their good. And help us now, Lord, to just simply review and to see the great wisdom of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we don't have time to read through all three chapters, but what I want to do, let me get over here to the book of Proverbs, is simply give a summary, just a quick one or two line summary of each section that we studied. 
In Proverbs chapter 1, 1 through 6, what did we learn? That wisdom has the power to change everything in your life for good. That once you have come to faith in Jesus Christ, once you know and are assured of your salvation, that to go back to the book of Proverbs, along with the rest of Scripture, and study it as though your life depended on it because the quality of your life most certainly does. And that wisdom has the power to change so many things, to keep you from so many dangerous things. And not just to save you from the bad, but to lead you, engulf you in the good. Chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We spent a great deal of time on this. Reverence for God comes, first of all, through the knowledge of God that is discovered in His Word. And the more, if your heart is regenerate, if you're truly Christian, the more you see of God as He's revealed in the Scriptures, the more you will reverence Him. And that reverence will make you wise will protect you and lead you again into all good. Chapter 1, verses 8 through 19, it taught us, you are in the world where sinners and sin will constantly entice you. Yes, you're, you're behind enemy lines. And you need to know that. And it's not just one or two battles. It's a lifetime of battles. Battles without and from within. Battles with your own flesh, battles with the world, battles with evil men and women, battles with, with dangerous circumstances, and literally battles with principalities and powers and mights and dominions because the Apostle Paul said we, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. You are in a world where sinners and sin will constantly entice you. Do not follow them or you will suffer the same fate with them. And that fate is death. Chapter 1, verse 20 through 33. Wisdom makes herself more than available to you. Neglect her and she will neglect you to your ruin. You have no excuse. Truly, you have no excuse. Wisdom stands, you know, on the hilltop, in the busy streets, at the crossroads, at the gates of the city and cries out to you to listen. The scriptures call for you to listen and obey. If you do not, it will be to your ruin and it will be without an excuse. That's chapter one. Chapter two, verses one through five. You must make great effort to learn wisdom. You must expend yourself. You must expend energy. You must go after wisdom as, you know, I used the illustration that that if I told my children there was uh, 100 pounds of gold buried in the backyard and they could spend it on whatever they wanted to, they would dig up my entire backyard with a spoon. Well, that's the way you need to be with Scripture. You're not going to learn the Scriptures by just having it on your shelf. Chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, Do not lose heart God's promise. God promises wisdom to those who seek Him in His Word. Don't lose heart. You read through the book of Proverbs, you don't understand much. You read from Genesis to Revelation one time and you don't understand much. That, that everyone has that testimony. You're not alone. Now go back and start again and again and again and again. And as you do, 
the word of God promises God will make himself known to you in the scriptures. You will begin to compare scripture with scripture and understand what the Bible says. Chapter 2, verses 9 through 19. Wisdom will guard um, you from evil ways, evil men, and evil women. Yes, all three of those are mentioned there. Wisdom not only directs you in the right path, it will warn you, direct you, help you to discern when evil men, evil circumstances, and evil women are in your path. And it will show you how to respond. We want to avoid all these things. As much as we can, but we live in a fallen world and cannot avoid it all the time. And when we are confronted with these things, only the wisdom from God's word can lead us out. Chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. Wisdom will teach you to walk with good men and women and show you how to inherit God's blessing. As I've said so many times, young persons, young people, um, so much of my Christian growth has been the result of being in fellowship with better men and women than myself. Their instruction, their example, and the wisdom will teach you to walk with good men and good women who can properly instruct you, who can set an example for you. Chapter 2, verse 22. Remember this whole thing that we're talking about here in the book of Proverbs is a matter of life and death, for the wicked will be uprooted and cut off. This is serious. If it wasn't, I'd go do something else. Honestly, I would. But this is serious. A matter of life and a matter of death. And not just temporally but a matter of eternal life and eternal death. What does it matter if a man gain the whole world and lose his soul? Chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It's maybe one of the most important parts here. Simply, I would put it this way, don't forget God's Word. Don't forget God's Word. Let me say it again. Don't forget God's Word. Review, remember, review, remember. It's not enough to learn and then think you've got it because you, you don't. It's learn, review, remember, learn, review, remember. It's like we've got a lot of holes in our head where godly wisdom and knowledge seep out. We need to constantly be renewing our mind. Do you need to Let's say you have a very busy week. Do you think you can breathe a lot on the first day and then not have to breathe throughout the week? Absolutely not. You have a busy week, so you're going to eat the first day and not eat for another week. No, it doesn't work that way. Nor does it work that way with drinking water. The point is you have to breathe and eat and drink daily to sustain a healthy life. You must constantly, constantly study the Word of God. Memorize, review, apply the Word of God. Listen to me. <laughs> ah, I need to come to your house and just grab you. Listen to me. 
Chapter 3, verses 4 through 10. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Trust the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord and He will bless you. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not be wise in your own eyes and do, do not do that which is right in your own eyes. But seek the Lord and seek His wisdom and seek His will and submit yourself to it. To submit yourself to the will of God will not hinder your life. It will expand your life. And add blessing upon blessing. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. Trust the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. Do not reject God's discipline. He is wise, he is loving, and he has the best, your best, at his interest. In his interest. Where would we be if our parents had not disciplined us? I believe many of the problems that we're seeing today among the young is that very thing. A bunch of young people who were promoted for no reason never instructed and never disciplined. And so they're just a riotous group of spoiled little brats. Well, in Christianity, in the same way in the family, we need discipline, godly instruction and discipline when we're out of line and do not despise it. Because the, the Lord is all loving and all wise. And when he does discipline, he disciplines for the good of his children. Chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Wisdom is the most precious commodity you can obtain on earth and should be your great desire. And here, I just have to read the passage. Because it's so, so important. Chapter, thir uh, chapter 3, verse 13. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her. This is what the Bible says about wisdom. And remember when we studied this passage, I substituted Christ here, who is the end of all wisdom. How blessed is the man who finds Christ, the man who gains Christ. For his profit is better than the profit of silver and his gain better than fine gold. He is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare to him. Remember, even in Proverbs, we find Christ. He's the end of all things. He's the end of the law. He's the end of wisdom. He's everything. He is everything because without him, even the book of Proverbs doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Without him, the law condemns us. Without him, Proverbs just declares we're a fool and leaves it at that. But with him, the law sends us to Christ for salvation. The law empties us of ourselves and shows us our sin and sends us to Christ for salvation. And then Christ can send us back to the law for wisdom. Proverbs lets us know you are a fool and you need someone larger than yourself, wiser than yourself. You need Christ. And having obtained Christ, 
We run back to Proverbs to be instructed. It's chapter 3, verses 19 through 26. God's wisdom is infinite. Therefore, make it your trust and it will keep you. He who made the universe that our greatest scientist can't even begin to understand. They can only marvel at the complexity. Are you really going to choose your way over his? You see, it's it's it's. The argument here is is shored up or founded upon several virtues of the Lord. He is all loving. He wants the best for you. He is all righteous. Everything he wants. For you is a good thing. He is all powerful. Everything he wants to do with regard to you, he can do. He is all wise. So why not trust him? Why not trust him? Why why trust yourself? Why trust silly little friends who know nothing? To the word and to the testimony you should run. Not to those who whisper and mutter and have no sense about them. Run to the scriptures. God's wisdom is infinite. Chapter 3, 27 through 32. In all your wisdom, love your neighbor. Do not withhold good from him. Do not harm him for no reason and never imitate a violent man. James says faith without works is nothing. It doesn't mean that we're saved by faith and works. It just means that, well, works demonstrate that we've really believed unto salvation. In the same way, all your wisdom without love, well, it just means you haven't learned anything about wisdom. True wisdom will not only make you not only give you correct thinking vertically, upward, but will give you correct thinking horizontally. It'll not only show you how you are to act before God, but how you are to act with regard to people. That's what wisdom does. It it has an impact. It's not just you sitting there in some ivory tower with your philosophy books thinking True wisdom acts according to the will of God. Love your neighbor. Love God. Love your neighbor, young person. And love those closest to you. Your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. Finally, chapter 3, 33 through 35. God's blessing is with the righteous and his curse is upon the wicked. The former receives glory from God and the latter is held up in disgrace. I mentioned something in my last uh, teaching that, um, that we should live with a view toward eternity. And you must. I mean, you know, just yesterday I was nine years old, it seems, and now... I'm I'm almost 59. Just yesterday I I was 
just a child. Now I'm an older man. Just yesterday, I had so many years ahead of me. Now most of my years are behind me. Life passes so quickly. Don't, don't spend your life trying to gain honor from men or, or trying to gain accolades from this world. I'll always ask young people, I'll go, let me ask you a question. Do you think you'd be more famous than George Washington? And they say, no. I say, when was George Washington's birthday? When did he die? Tell me about him. Well, I don't know much about him. We won't be as famous as George Washington. We probably won't accomplish as much, but you don't care when he was born. You don't care when he died. He's forgotten to you. And, and I could list so many other people who are famous and powerful and rich and this and that, but they're now forgotten. People who shaped entire nations, people who changed continents, people who did mighty great things are forgotten in the dust. Do you want to live for that? Or do you want to live for God? Where the memory of those deeds and the reward of those deeds are eternal. You know, the Francis Schaeffer question, how then shall we live? In light of what we've learned in these few three chapters, how then will we live? Because young person, listen to me. This is not about how much you know. It's about how much you're transformed. It's about what you do. Well, I think in the next session, we will have a question and answer. And then we'll go on to chapter four. Um, it is always the greatest privilege uh, to do these videos with you. I only wish that you were in the room here. Let's pray. Father, I pray, please. Please, Father. Raise up these young people to know you savingly and to follow you obediently. Let the cry of their heart be to God alone, be the glory and to Jesus Christ, our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.